0: What's up? Uh, we're back. It's finally happening. Um, this is Lamport. I'm your host, Danny. I'm Arnav. And we actually have a new ma- a new edition today. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, just go ahead and inter- I'm going to let you speak for yourself.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm Gino and um, a good friend of Danny and Arnov's, And I'm very excited to talk about the... Pretty big gaming news that got announced uh, today, actually. Um I'd say probably the most important one. Let's just let's just get right into it, right? Listen.
0: Yeah. Um, That's fine with me.
1: Poem I mean, and garden story, right? Yeah. Those two games yeah. look phenomenal. I think mm-hmm. that they're gonna beat the shit out of Elden Ring. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna beat the shit out of Death Stranding's director's cut, right? maybe not beat the shit out of evil dead but you know that's that's just to be seen
0: and here's the thing about the death Stranding director's cut i appreciate the fact that he called it director's cut but i actually you know still we're still skeptical on what the actual director's cut is maybe you know a few more hours of gameplay as far as what it's going to be included what i'm hoping for personally is just an insight into uh into how kojima makes games that's honestly all I want from the director's cut,
2: like a commentary of sorts, like
0: a, Uh, yeah,
3: that would here's be the, that would be cool.
0: Here's so the thing about
3: Koji,
1: right? He is super self-aware, right? Yeah, like he may be one of the most self-aware, like just like game developers out there, like directors, you know. Um, and we all know that that was a very obvious nod to metal gear yeah right like just right off the bat it's like just seeing those you know like those uh those guards like patrolling and stuff like that you know and then he just like kind of sneaks up and then he sees the vent and when my my first instinct was okay they're gonna show him like do this thing how is he gonna crawl through this fucking like small shaft on the floor I'm like, there's no possible way this dude is wearing like just fifty pounds of gear alone, as it is. Forget the fifty pounds
2: of beer. uh, Beer. (laughs) Forget the fifty. I mean, listen, I would appreciate
0: if Norman Reedus was able to deliver me beer in a in a (laughs) post-apocalyptic mailman delivery simulator. Yeah,
2: I mean, no. What I was gonna say was, forget the fifty pounds of gear. I mean, he's not going to be crawling with uh, a baby attached to the front of his body
1: well that was my other thing right because i'm like well the baby's obviously already number one man yeah because i'm like he's either gonna crack that thing or even if he tries to shimmy on his back it's like that baby's probably just gonna like dink right off of the edge of the thing right so i saw that and i was like okay he's gonna go through this vent and then he didn't go through the vent and then he saw the cardinal box Yeah.
2: I also remember initially when Death Stranding was teased that, um, uh, I think one of the first teasers was Norman Reedus on the beach and then he looks up and there, um, five of those BTs, right? Uh, floating in the sky. And I remember a lot of people talking about, I wasn't too familiar with the Metal Gear Solid franchise at that point in time, but, uh, I remember people saying, "Oh, this is a reference to him um, uh, this is him referencing his time with Konami and uh, how he's haunted by it, or something like that. And then people
1: realized that, well, uh, I just think that is way too fucking deep <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: that's that's what happens when you're that's what, that's what happens when you're in but considered- also,
0: keep in mind, this is also coming from the guy who kind of accurately predicted what was going to happen. I mean, albeit like, yeah. Yeah. you know, like he like he said t- earlier today uh, during the Summer Games Fest uh, conference, 20 years too early, you know? <laughs> so, but at the same time, like, I appreciate getting a little bit of insight um, as far as, I guess, like, what his uh, creative... Uh, processes, um, yeah. and
2: what it is that he's changing about it.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to his next project, uh, whatever whatever it may be. Uh, oh well, he's
1: he's planning on doing a horror game next, right? Like he he's I think he's going like ahead with a horror title.
0: That he- was was it a horror title? Yeah
1: pretty sure the next game that he's working on is going to be a horror game. I I think it's going to be, like, a successor to, uh, Silent Hills. Oh. Because, dude, uh, honestly, when I saw, like, because, first off, PT to this day still, like, I, I don't care if it's a demo, I don't care if it takes 30 minutes to beat, it is still to this day the scariest game that I've ever played. Um, Atmospherically, it's just terrifying. It, right. just graphically, at the time, I mean, now we're a whole console generation ahead, but at the time, it was the most realistic looking thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, the textures on everything just was like terrifyingly real. Yeah, and a um,
2: collaboration with um, with Guillermo del
1: Toro. Yeah, and I think that his next one is still going to be a collaboration with Del Toro. Um, I'm just wondering how much he can... Because realistically, I mean, listen, Silent Hills, the only thing that makes it Silent Hills is Pyramid Head and the town of Silent Hill. You know, so it's like he could take a lot of creative liberties to keep it away from being... Considered another Silent Hill game so he doesn't get in trouble with like Konami or whatever, you know. But when I saw his original, um, there's like a concept trailer for what Silent Hills was supposed to be like, that shit was so outrageously creepy. And I'm just like, I would love to see whatever he could come up with as far as a horror game because his whole thing was he wanted a horror game that's gonna make people shit them like shit their pants. That, that was like his whole saying and everything, yeah. You know, so it's like I'm I'm still very hopeful of that.
0: But also, speaking of this generation, we have a whole bunch more announcements to get into.
1: Wait, really? Listen, we just man, about- you start, you start, and then I'll just we'll we'll just snowball off of it.
0: There we go. I mean, honestly, the, the my. Uh, i'm having a tough time i either it was the the tiny tina's wonderland's announcement that actually got me very excited um probably a little bit more than Elden ring um surprisingly but uh what was that why is that um i mean here's the thing we haven't known much about Elden Elden ring uh since it was announced only the fact that it was going to be a FromSoft game uh and uh that george rr R. martin was going to be involved in it in some capacity um we all probably expected it to be a, a Soulsborn game and that's from the trailer today that's honestly it looks like that's what we're getting um the art looks fantastic FromSoft has always had amazing amazing art direction um and they've always like pushed the genre forward in 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 uh in terms of that. Um, or not pushed the genre for, but, uh, you know, um, sort of shown off uh, their... Uh, they have a level of polish to their games, I would say, that, that uh, you know, it's just something you see in every single Souls game. Um, but as far as Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands, there was actually a leak a couple days ago that... Um, what that that had 2K has uh, you know a couple more games up their sleeves but Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was one of them. Um the other one being uh a Marvel uh XCOM type game so it's going to be like a Marvel uh real-time strategy type thing I think. Uh, possibly de- developed by uh, the same guys who do XCOM fair Axis. Um But I mean look we we got um a release date for Elden Ring uh, I believe it was January twenty first, uh, twenty twenty two. So we won't have to wait too much longer. Um do y'all have any thoughts on like it being cross gen or like would y'all have preferred if it was a uh, if it was like a, a fully next gen title.
1: I'm gonna be honest, because they I mean they've been working on it for so long, so I I kind of fully expected it to be cross gen, but I was definitely not expecting to see gameplay and also have them be like, yo, this game is coming out the first month of next year. You know, that that's kind of what blew my mind. Because normally it's like, I was expecting gameplay and then either it to be later next year or like two years from now. You know, I, I definitely was not expecting literally the first month of the new year to be the release for it. Um, but I mean, I, I don't feel like it's being held back by being on a last-gen console. I mean, look at how good, like, Dark Souls 3 and, like, Bloodborne were and stuff like that, you know? I So I definitely don't think that there's going to be an issue, you know? And, um, I mean, even though Demon's Souls was built for, like, from the ground up for PS5, I know it's not going to look as good as Demon's Souls. But I still expect a lot out of it, you know. I, I still have high hopes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm also... I'm still on playing on a PS4, um, and I probably won't be getting a PS5 till next year. That's if um, The Onion uh, reported it incorrectly, and that, you know, there will still be more PlayStation 5s to be sold. But um, We so hope. I- I yeah I am I don't mind if they're um I don't mind if I mean they, they there are there going to be a ton of games that are still supported on uh, PS four and older gen and other older generation.
1: Uh, oh yeah, at least for the next few yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. As, it,
3: Unless unless
2: they're exclusives, right? I can definitely see exclusives being on um. Uh, you know like a ps5 exclusive
3: or, uh, or an xbox um uh crap uh what's the xbox console the series xbox x the
2: series. yeah sorry yeah. the xbox series x um uh, uh exclusives those will be those i can see those i can see those not i think i can see people not wanting to uh developers not wanting to uh go back to the next generation because it also makes development
3: far easier um but i think there won't be any unless unless the uh, the game requires the technology
2: of the current of the current console generation i don't see developers abandoning uh playstation 4 and the xbox one anytime soon
0: here's the thing though and it's yeah, you know it's it's gonna happen products. in terms of like you know we're we're finally at at the i guess i would say it like the starting line for next gen yeah. um recently i i just picked up uh Ratchet and clank rift apart uh and that's been fantastic you can definitely tell that it's taking full advantage of the um of the system like of the of the hardware um you know especially like the ssd um but here's i mean we i feel like in past generations we've always had to wait a, a couple of uh years i guess i would i think uh before it really starts going and then uh what like where where we get to the point where last gen is is sort of uh you know uh x'd out or crossed out um that being said, though, I am excited for all these games. Um, they'll definitely look better um, and and perform better on these next gen consoles. Um, I and, and it's like, for example, with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, I I wonder how much they um, are gonna improve it like for next gen because uh, you know people have always had that uh, talk where. Uh, oh, um, like a cel-shaded look would look uh, might look weird um, running on like uh, Unreal Engine Four or you know uh, e- an even even more advanced engine. Um,
2: That's just an art decision. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's 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 what the question the the question with uh, using new technology or using old technology is all is that is question of uh when it comes to game design right it's like nobody's i I mean if you looked at day of the devs we saw a ton of uh pixel art games right nobody's abandoning pixel art games even Mm -hmm. though uh, because it's 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 an art style it's an art choice and it's also um a financial
3: choice as well right so uh i i Cell shaded can definitely look great on um, uh, on next gen engines. It's just a question of, you know, how it's all put together.
0: Right. Um, but I also like with with what we saw today at Summer Games Fest. It also leaves me very very excited for like you know what's gonna what's gonna happen in the next few years uh, in terms of uh, how much more. Uh, Advance can uh, graphics engines get? Um, I mean, I think once we reach that point where last last gen is kind of uh, is is kind of done, um, mm-hmm. we'll really just have to like wait and see uh, as far as uh, you know where those titles go. Um, you know, uh, I mean, even like take even like Battlefield. Uh, it's kind of pushing what we like it's pushing next gen uh hardware definitely for sure um with the recent announcement of um it first of all being completely multiplayer but also uh 128 players uh, on next gen so 64 players on each team um that is absolutely insane um but it also like here's the thing it, it's been done before um big player accounts have have uh, been a thing uh I don't know if any of you remember that uh it was a zipper interactive game. The guys who made SOCOM. It was called the uh, Mag on uh, PS3 and it was like a, a massive multiplayer shooter. Um you, you know, could choose funny.
1: from I, I was just looking that up while you were bringing up this discussion. It had yeah. 256 player lobbies.
0: Yep. Wow. Or was it, wasn't it uh wasn't it 512? I thought it was I th- I thought the 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 most you could have in one lobby was a uh, 512, and it would be 256 people on each on each team. All right, faction. 256
1: players, 128 to a side in a single game. Maps were split into four sides that meet in the oh. middle, one platoon of attackers against another defenders on each side. That's and, insane. And, yeah, and that's a PS3 game, and that's like one of the earliest PS3 games
0: and that's the thing I, I need them to remaster that game or or bring it back in in some sort of uh in some sort of capacity because i first of all i i dearly dearly miss that game um i don't think there's a day that goes by where uh where i i don't think about that game because that was uh my childhood um unfortunately it wasn't so calm but but uh mag was there um you know what? I might even just start the petition to uh, bring back Mag. Uh, hashtag bring back Mag.
2: Make Mag, Mag. Mag great again. Mag, the Mag. Oh God, <laughs> dude. But, so yeah. The Mag. No, I, I dude,
0: was just.
3: Uh, yeah.
1: I was just thinking, right? Because, like, the the question that I was wondering is: I wonder how long it's going to be before they decide to just stop making the last gen games uh, when you like so when you have games like battlefield right yeah it very obviously favors this current gen from the last gen you know but it's like i'm wondering how much longer this is going to be going on before people decide not to buy these games for the last generation anymore because when battlefield 4 first came out I owned it on the 360 before I got it for the Xbox One, and then when I got it for the Xbox One, I noticed that there were so many significant, oh, maybe not significant, but there were a lot of changes between the 360 version and the Xbox One version, as far as like, uh, just like map density and stuff, you know, like the amount of furniture that they put in the maps and stuff, There, there was just... There was stuff that was there in Next Gen that was just barren in the previous gen version. And I'm just wondering how much longer they're going to keep doing that before they decide, all right, you know what, we're just going to focus on the current generation. Because it's, it's going to be obvious that, you know, people are going to want this game on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC, you know? Now, you're still going to have the fan base that's going to get it on Xbox One and PS4, but I'm just wondering how or or what's going to be lacking between that and the current gen version aside from just lobby size, you know? Well, I think
2: um, uh, it depends on development cycles and also uh, how
3: many... Players there are on each um, uh, console, right? Yeah, so, that's, uh, yeah I, I suppose true, Yeah. So,
2: so right now, you know, and I also think that um, there must be a lot of considerations that developers will have taken uh, because of the pandemic, right? Yeah. So how that has changed how people work, right? How is that going to affect? Will that? Will we see? Uh, for example, Rift Apart developers are on Twitter and other social media saying that they didn't crunch, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. right? So um, uh, the the question is like, will will develop will uh will we see shorter um, development cycles? Will we see longer development cycles? Will we see or will they stay roughly the same? But people are just gonna be smarter about how they manage their teams and take care of their, uh, people.
3: Um, well, also
2: in another, like two to three, in another two to three years, we'll probably start seeing, um, uh, we'll probably start seeing, uh, developers abandon uh, the previous generation. Cause it, I was, exa- I was thinking exactly what you said about density and, uh, one on one hand, you have the lobbies, and, and then on the other hand, you have open world games, right? And so you could probably have much richer uh, cities. Or you're going to have much richer countries, right? I mean, we've already seen very big maps. We've seen them in uh, games like Assassin's Creed and and The Witcher. Um, but we can. But sometimes we always had this feeling of, oh, you know, there could be more here, or like. There should uh, this a lot of this just feels like open empty space. How can these? How can we add more content or uh, uh, make these worlds feel more lived in, more real, more immersive? So,
0: so, I mean, so that was a good point with the with the rift apart. Um, with with Insomniac, I, I mean, I also want to know, like. Obviously the pandemic has affected, you know, the way in which we work as well. Um yeah. I wanna know like if, if Insomniac has returned back to the studio has returned back to the studio at all, um, or if they've just been working on the game like from home and if that might be the new norm for the for the game industry. Um
2: as in to work from home completely or yeah. Yeah. I think it would be more from- you know, I think you can, you'll have the decision.
0: It'll, it'll be more what?
2: Well, it's it, it'll have to do with two things, right? Um, well, I don't think people are going to completely abandon uh, office spaces, right? Because it is, it's a completely different thing to work online. Um, uh, like, you know, in my day job, I'm working uh, currently, I'm currently working online, but it's uh, a, an interacting you know with my colleagues every now and then but uh it's a completely different thing to be in an office space surrounded by people you feel right motivated and and know, yeah you know the, and just the, communi-
0: communi- communication is just a lot more open as well yeah
2: lot, it's also a lot healthier in certain aspects as well otherwise you're right. up all the time um and especially when you're in a creative space uh if you're interacting with people if you're hearing other conversations uh that that will spark your inspiration you know yeah. You can see that everybody's in it together and you don't feel isolated in a bubble. Right. Um, and uh, uh, so I think we'll see a mix of both. Also, you know, working from home also means, uh, depending on where you are, uh, uh, it means that, okay, companies will, I mean, you can't be working off of your own Wi Fi connection, right? Because you might not have that bandwidth with your own personal connection. So companies will have to pay for that. Your studio will have to pay for your Wi-Fi connection to make sure that it's uh, that you have the bandwidth that is required to do your job. So these are a lot of considerations that will have to will 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 come into play.
0: But I mean, and here's the thing: it's like, do you do we think that developers will, you know? Uh, if given the opportunity that that's used will allow developers to have, you know, say like, um, like a, in a, in a a average five day work week, well, they'll have like maybe four days, uh, three or four days at the studio and then a, a day at home. Um, is that something that you potentially see happening or, you know, is that, uh, or, or should we hope that, uh, developers, you know, go back to fully being uh, in a studio environment. Um, I mean,
1: This is us assuming that, you know, they're not back in the studios. Um, right. Because, I mean, especially with, like, vaccines going on, everything like that, it's like, the majority of workplaces and even, like, you know, just, just like, social places in general are back to majority capacity, if not max, you know? So it's like, they right. could be back in the studio for all we know. Um which okay, depends hopefully- on what part of the world you are in yeah no, yeah of course de- depending you know um but i mean as far as like insomniac you know i'm pretty sure they're they're what in california right
0: mm-hmm. well uh, yeah. they have i think uh two spaces one in north carolina and uh one in california
1: okay but even then it's like still in the u.s you know and um For the most part, it's like people are lifting their stuff here, so I'm pretty sure that they're back to, you know, if not max capacity in the office, then definitely majority capacity in the office.
3: Right. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait. We we should probably hand those
2: predictions over to Kojima.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think uh, you know what. (laughs) I'm <laughs> I'm gonna call it right here. He's gonna make his next game about uh, game development, um, post-apocalyptic or, uh, game development simulator
2: game simulator. Game Office simulator?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think uh, to me, for some reason, post-apocalyptic uh, game uh, development simulator sounds good to me. Uh, yeah,
1: yo, you know what? That does sound like an interesting concept.
0: Right. Like uh, what,
1: game development. And we're very excited today to announce the Lamport
2: is not just a podcast, it is now a studio. <laughs> we're we're excited to announce our new game. Uh
0: we don't have one.
3: Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that happened. Um but oh. uh I mean speaking of studios that do have games, uh there's more. Um, I mean, well here is here's the thing. I mean, we have a few more like we have a bunch more press conferences coming up in the next few days, uh, with E3 happening. It really makes it feel like Christmas again. Um, you know, at least for us gamers. Uh, what as far as far as the, the coming conferences uh in the next few days, what do y'all want to see? Um, whether it be from Microsoft or Nintendo, um just put it out there.
1: I'm excited. Expe- you- right. Oh, sorry. Oh, you you no, go ahead. first, Arno. No, you go ahead. No, because I, I might have a lot. So. <laughs> this is the
0: sweetest exchange I've ever seen happen. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, fine. All right. The- then. Uh,
2: well, I'm hoping... Uh, see, when when I was making my list, I said an Indiana Jones game, and I guess we kind of got that with um, the Phantom Abyss. Uh, but I'd like to see if, if there's more news on the Indiana Jones game in development. Um, I really want uh,
0: from Machine Games, right? Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, I'm hoping we'll see maybe more Breath of the Wild too, uh, and also the new Nintendo Switch uh, uh, Pro. Uh, Breath,
3: Breath of the, the Wild really... 2
2: might be wishful thinking, man.
0: yeah
2: Yeah. when i made this list danny was making fun of me right off off the off the mics he was saying elden ring and he's like oh what uh uh, you should have been more outlandish with your with your expectations and hey i think maybe maybe i should be the one in charge of predictions i think kojima
1: should should hire me just you know
0: Listen, so I, I mean,
1: wait, look. When it's one of those days we're in the yeah. middle of playing a Kojima game, and then <laughs> the game just up, like, Yeah. The like, during gameplay, because you know how his <laughs> games are. It's like, roll credits mid-mission. On the Kodak, just, hi. Uh,
0: I'm sorry, I'm going to say it now. If I see Arnov's name in a, in, yeah. in, in a game, I'm freaking the fuck out. I like, There's no...
1: Uh, you might just see Arnov in the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I might just, I might just scream and, and knock out and <laughs> just pass out out of, out of, out of, pure fear. <laughs> what happened, bro? So
1: if they do, if they do do an Indiana Jones reveal, that would probably be during Bethesda's conference, the right?
0: Microsoft and Bethesda conference. Yeah, the exactly.
1: Microsoft a conference. Yeah. So that's not completely, you know, out there. Yeah, like that, that's a very possible that that's a very big possibility that that might be shown at, you know, this uh, this conference.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, Todd Howard is going to be the executive producer. For this project, so.
0: I mean, now that Microsoft owns Bethesda, uh, he might have a lot more. Uh, he might have a lot more control over, uh, you know, over projects or just a lot more oversight, I would say um yeah. but, but i mean
2: uh, one thing to, to answer your question the uh, one thing that i'm really hoping that we get to see come back on track after just the entire shit show that uh uh went on um is beyond good and evil too right because that that's a game that i've been waiting on for quite a while now um uh and, you know, I was following it with the, they had this whole Space Monkey program. And I think they spent way too much time, I think Ubisoft spent way too much time focusing on the Space Monkey program, which was, for those who don't know, you know it was just a way of constantly updating uh, people who were interested in the game uh, and their fans. Um, uh, uh, they tied up with uh, Hit Record to create content for the game. Um, but there was, the but there was a lot, there were a ton of issues that cropped up and came to the surface last, I think, late last year. Um, when uh it turned out that development was all over the place, and that the um also the lead on the project uh was accused of uh some really terrible stuff. Um, and uh, so I'm really hoping, and I mean even in the alpha footage it didn't look promising at all right um so i'm hoping that we'll get
3: we'll get something good beyond good and able to you know something good out of beyond the equal get it uh, uh,
0: excuse me the, the, uh, i'm sorry uh, you have to try that again That. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was uh, something else, um,
1: hey guys. You no, know, it's twelve sixteen. Uh, I think I'm gonna boot up Ratchet and Clank and call it a night. So it, it's been real. This has been the lampwork. No, but um. Oh my god! I was waiting. Wa- Listen, I was I was
0: waiting for bro. I I swear to God, what am I gonna do with you? <laughs> <Did> you-,
3: <laughs> Can
1: you imagine I actually I just really like thought?
0: Of- <laughs> bro, I really thought if you were gonna dip out in front in like the middle of the show. In your first episode, oh, Gino Seguera, everyone. Oh man,
1: that would have been great. That was Holy good. Shit.
0: That was very good. That was a good.
1: One. No, but dude, honestly, like I completely forgot about Beyond Good and Evil.
0: But yeah. honestly, Gino, I- I'm honest. I'm like, I'm like right with you there. I'm like, like halfway out the door, like dual sent in so my hands. Let me, let me. Magic, like, I, need, like, I need to get, I, like, I need to get my fix of ratchet. Like after playing uh-oh. it for the past couple of hours. uh... <laughs> I'm gonna oh, tell you it's a, it's a it's a, die, it's a gem and a half. It's fantastic. No, I, bu-
1: I believe it, dude. I believe yeah. it. Honestly, um, I can't wait to play it. Uh, is there anything else that you're um, hoping to see our So 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 far you got what? Bianca and Evil Two. You got. You're hoping for an Indiana Jones.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: um, also, and, and I don't think, yeah. Uh... You know, generic stuff. I'm hoping to see well, not generic stuff, but I'm hoping to see in a more Far Cry Six, um, and uh, I'm also hoping to see if Ghost Story, uh, you know, by by Ken Levine. Uh, if they have something, uh, they've been working on a game for a while. We nobody knows anything about it, so hopefully, we'll see something about Ken that.
1: Levine, that's Bioshock, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, um, okay. and also, the, I mean, there are also rumors that a new Bioshock is in the works.
1: So yeah but, yeah, yeah there i think, is think, it's, about that. I think yeah. it's more than oh. rumors i think it's pretty much like
0: well that would be 2k uh, that would be 2k right yeah uh, i think they're the ones uh, publishing it yeah it's oh, yeah. it's 2k it's
1: still... and um i forgot what it i think irrational games but i don't think irrational is around anymore
0: no they're they're not no. and ken levine is 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 gone um I think they had a whole new studio. I think it was uh, some of the guys at uh Hangar 13 if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. Um that that worked on the uh yeah, that worked on Mafia 3 uh that are heading the new BioShock.
2: Oh. Well, um, I mean, it'd be good if they decide not to shift development from one city to another mid-game production.
0: I I think um but we are getting a we are getting a t we're getting a two K conference in, in uh in a couple days, right?
1: Yeah, we like are getting today? a two K conference.
0: Yeah. That's um, gonna
1: be I think Tuesday? Let me see. No, not Tuesday. Well should, it
2: up, it? yeah. And then the last thing I'm looking forward to is um uh Valve's it is hoping I'm hoping that Valve decides to show us some games and give us in the valley of the gods by The Campo Santo team, because that's been sitting around for a while, um, and was also uh, paused for because some of the developers shifted onto um, uh, onto making uh, the Half Life uh, game,
3: the Half Life VR game. Um, So I'm hoping that they've resumed uh, making it because I
2: I I was a big fan of uh, Firewatch. Thought it was a really good game. That was a very pretty game too. And I was excited that in the Valley of the god of Gods um is uh is uh, i hope yeah I was excited when it was announced and I'm hoping that it'll come back on track. Um but yeah that's that's but while we're yeah, also while we're talking about Indies, I mean whoever thought whoever came up with the idea to uh collaborate um between whoever came up with the idea of collaborating, uh, uh, with um, damn it, sorry, whoever came up with the idea of starting a collaboration between uh, Sky, a game by that game company, and um, uh, the, the the Little Prince. I mean, that was just it's it shouldn't it should it feels like one of those just very simple decisions that I mean. It's it's just so good. It's
3: just so. Oh, see, that cool. game is super it's pretty
2: good. looking. Yeah, I I mean I I
3: play, I've been playing Sky. I was a huge fan of Journey, so I've been playing Sky, and it's just really good. Dude, I um,
1: I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna stray away from our question that we had, but I will say that I do have a list of games that really interested me during this like summer games fest opening. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were indie titles that were shown. I have a At pretty rate. good list of them. So it's like, I'll I'll get to that, like, a little later on. But I just don't want to stray too far away from uh, the original question of, like, what we're super excited about. So, like, we, we'll definitely get back to that. I actually sent you guys a trailer to one of the indie games that I'm super stoked for. So you could check that out in a bit Um but yeah, dude, indie games are just like kick ass. They they look the, so nice. They're like so aesthetically pleasing and yeah. You
3: know.
0: yeah I, I get think credit, uh,
1: their designs, like this, yeah, their, their creativity one, is
0: nuts. One of the ones that caught my eye was um the the sequel uh, or was it like the uh, like the spiritual successor to uh, I believe it was um Salt and Sanctuary. Um, mm. and it was uh, what was it salt and oh, sacrifice? sacrifice. Well, yeah, yeah, that one looks fantastic. I've been a fan of uh, Scott Studios' uh, work for a while now. Uh, they've always had like a really really unique um, art style and uh, and like uh, even like a color palette in their games. Um, I remember playing one of their uh, Xbox Live Arcade titles back in the day with a with a buddy of mine, um, and it was called Charlie Murder. Uh, it was like a, a side scrolling em up. Uh, where you play as like a a punk rock band, you uh, I think it's like you had to fight back like demons from hell. It was a really really dark story, but it was fantastic. Like fantastic. the level of whatever yeah. the hell
1: it is sounds insane.
0: Yeah, uh, I think you can actually purchase it on Steam. It, it should, but for like it's probably like fifteen bucks or something like that. But it's it's a fantastic experience. Um, and the, and the story was was honestly quite disturbing. Um, but Think if anything, uh, y'all should give it a chance. Um, definitely up there, and and so seeing them sort of embrace like the full, uh, sort of souls like RPG aspect of it was, um, amazing for me. Um, uh, <laughs> to say the least, I'm I'm very, very excited for that game. Um, I don't, oh, uh, another indie, Tunic, of course. Uh, I've had the uh, fortunate opportunity to play it a, a couple times at, um, uh, a few different conventions that I've been to uh but every single time it's I think it's for the most part been the same uh same like demo um but the the game is just gorgeous um it's kind of like a uh like a classic legend of zelda um but it's it's adorable uh yeah so those are my, those are the uh, two indies that I I would I would love to check out on and just get some more time with. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: they, they uh tunic I've I've seen that game like years ago they announced that so I was like yeah, I thought it was out already. See it again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because it, I've seen it so long ago that I I guess I just kind of like assumed that it had been released or you know,
2: know. something uh-huh. like that that's exactly my, that was exactly, those were exactly my thoughts when I was watching, uh, summer games. Man. Yeah,
1: dude, there, there were so many good indie games like that, that were, especially that were shown because I know that, um, well, Danny, you didn't watch all of the, um,
0: the, day of the day day of presentation. Character. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Arnav, did you see all of it or? So I saw, I saw about half and,
2: um, you know, you're we speaking about art style, uh, vocabulantis. Yo, uh, yeah, the stop motion game. It's a stop motion game that with hand, like real, they've made real assets, like in real life, right? And then, um, come up with, uh, and then, you know, scanned those and put them in the game, Right. Hold on, I'm gonna
0: check this out. What is this called? It's a stop motion game you said?
1: It's, yeah, it's called Vocabulandis. And um, what they did was um the the person that was behind all of the stop motion on the game, yeah, he he pretty much used stop motion to make the characters like walk cycles and all their movements and stuff like that. So they eventually wound up like putting those into the game like on the 3D models. But it was, it was what they also motion. did Yeah, what they also did was they um they when when they would take a picture of the model, they would take a few pictures with a few different lighting angles, so that way they can match like the shading and the lighting on the characters to where the light source is coming from in the game. And it's just it's like really neat. Like it's when you when you see it, you'll. It's it's super, super interesting. It's an interesting yeah. choice of, you know, uh, a way to make a game, really. It kind of reminds me of, like, those really, really old school, like, platformer games where it's just, like, a, oh, I forgot what it's called. This this one where you're, like, playing as a boy and his dog, and he uses, like, this electric gun, but it kind of, like, reminds me of that. It's just, like, it looks super old school and super new school at the same time. Yeah.
2: And it's—I mean—it's a collaboration between Kong, Orange, Wired, Fly, Stop Motion, and Morton Sondergard, and yeah, it just looks—I mean, it, it's—it looks stunning. I think most of the games we saw, I—I I think I was more—I I had more fun watching Day of the Devs than I did Summer Games Fest, to be honest. Um, that's not—I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy Summer Games Fest, but I just think
3: that uh, peak, uh, it peaked day of the devs piqued my interest a lot more as far as the
2: the indies that we saw that's understandable this
0: this is very interesting oh my god yeah wow Um,
2: i love and i'd love to see a behind the scenes making up this game yeah i think that would be phenomenal
0: Uh, it has like it's kind of giving me like Coraline vibes for some reason too
1: well,
0: that's just yeah, Coraline yeah. line with stop motion. Yeah, but in I itself, also mean in terms of like the way the the characters look, uh, the way that like, yeah. they were designed. Yeah, I can
1: see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of like, has like it almost has like a Tim Burtony sort of like feel to it. Yeah. Um, yo, did you see there? There's this one game that I'm actually very excited for. This one indie game. Um, it's called Toem. T o e m. Yep. Oh, it looks beautiful. Oh, dude, I am so excited. So you go around as, like, this little, uh, I don't know, like, what the character is, but you're, like, a photographer, and it, it's, yeah. like, a, a puzzle adventure game, but, like, you you could, like, you, you could put down, like, a, a freaking tripod and stuff and take pictures, yeah. and it's, like, a 2D world, but when you, you could rotate the map, and then, like, when you go into the camera, it's in first person, and I'm just, like, oh, dude, it just... It's there, it's. there was it's, so much about it. They because they were like, try not to smile while you're watching this. And I'm like, all right, and then I'm watching on the stream with like the most serious face. And then there's just so many moments where I actually smiled because I'm just like, yo, this is actually maybe the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was so pleasant. So tome.
2: So for the for for our audience, Tome um, is a game that's coming out. By uh, uh, Swedish developers, something we made. Uh, It's black and white. It's in black and white, um, and you play as an amateur photographer on a uh, on a quest to see the magical phenomenon known as tone. And uh, the the mechanics that we know of so far is that you are you you have to take photos of the world, um, and uh, uh, that you will get you will interact with characters, and they'll ask you um to help them uh uh, with different things and you use your camera to solve these puzzles or help them out and that's how you get uh uh, your bus ticket which takes you further and further towards uh, tome we know nothing about tome right as in like what this magical phenomenon is but we do know about the journey we do know a little bit about the journey so far And it's like Gino said, it's just an absolutely, very, it's
1: it's a very very pleasant, it's very charming. And honestly, I I feel like it's one of those games that it's like you'll play and then like eventually you'll just start to get like it just so emotionally invested in it. Yeah. It's, It's like that, that was like me with, um, oh God, what was it? oh tearaway tearaway was such a beautiful game when it came out for the vita i fell in love with tearaway mm. that game was great oh but, and it,
0: it was the, the like the the paper mache right it was done by uh, yeah, was, yeah, like mini molecule day,
1: like, big planet yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yep, uh,
1: like yep. Six, yeah dude that game was I, so good
0: i haven't Wait. had a chance to play it but i i've i've been meaning to Oh man! Oh, you
1: have I, it's great. It's I been a completely
0: forgot about it. Honestly, it slipped my mind. It's fantastic, such a good game. Um, yeah, but
1: i am I? Very excited for. There's also another game. It's the one that I send you guys. If you look in the Discord,
2: yeah, the, the Death's Door. Um, yeah, that's yeah, Death's Door was uh, when was it announced? This or we we got to look at this earlier. This is not the first I, thing that we got to,
3: This is the first time I've seen it.
2: I'm pretty sure this was announced at either um uh, either last like sometime last year um, you know no, Death Door yeah, sorry, Death store was announced two months ago uh, uh, on Xbox.
1: I didn't even know that, but dude, yeah. I am um, so excited for Death's door. I have a deep love for anything that involves like just silly bird-like characters <laughs> for, for this... some
0: reason. i could be wrong but i feel like this is this might be one of those games that like makes an appearance at or has like a playable demo when uh when summer games fest like really kicks off and they have uh um what what is it like steam uh, demo week or, or whatever uh like as well store? as like yeah
1: i wouldn't yeah. doubt it i mean it's a so it's a devolver game like devolver yeah. um, and it's gonna be an
3: xbox exclusive
1: i think xbox and pc if i'm not mistaken um but the thing that really just like So it kind of has like a, you know, over the top, like hack and slash gameplay, it kind of looks almost like it kind of looks like it almost plays like Hades. But um, the point of this game, from what I remember them saying, is that you are a crow that is also a reaper. And you live in a world where all of the crows that work in, like, the underworld or whatever are just lazy and don't do their jobs. And you have to go to Earth or what, wherever is, like, left um, to take these souls to the underworld, essentially. You have to, like, reap these souls and, like, bring them back. Um, But it's like an adventure along the way, and you wind up, like, helping people and stuff. And I just... I love... The little Grim Reaper that you play as, like the little crow dude with the sword. Yeah. I love his design. I just, I love all the characters that they've shown so far. It just, it looks like such a cool game. And it's probably, it's probably at the top of my list of indie games that I'm excited for because I have quite a few of them.
3: Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm excited more more for the indie games than
2: the, um, the sort of triple-A games that we've seen.
1: Well, now, here's the thing, right? Because, j- just real quick, just going back to the initial Summer Games Fest, right? Yeah. Um, I have a list of some of the games that I saw that really interested me. Uh, Wonderland is one of them. Mm-hmm. Evil Dead, I'm yeah. very excited for, but that's just because I love Evil Dead, the franchise. Um, the game kind of looks like a mixture of like Friday the 13th and you know like um cuz i'm pretty sure it's made by the same people that you know correct me if i'm wrong but um it, it just it looks like a good time it is four player like co-op survival but then uh they just announced today that there's another player that could play online as the entity that is essentially the evil dead, and it's like you could summon deadites and you could go into a deadite and then like use that character, um, to like you know, basically fight the other players. Um, but it looks really good. Uh, back for blood. They showed a little bit more of that. Yeah, uh, and like a, a new monster type, which was pretty cool. I Um, think Back
0: for Blood. Back for Blood was one of those games that it's actually uh, should have its own press conference in uh, in a couple days, actually. So. Oh, you think so? uh, I I think it's. You hope so. It was listed on. uh, No, I I mean it was listed on the schedule, but I am also kind of excited for that game. Although uh, my list is is definitely adding up now, or or coming to you know, um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of games on that list to be excited about. Um, Yeah but uh yeah i mean it's turtle rock studios uh spiritual successor to left for dead um hopefully it gets received well um it's one of those games i'm, I'm looking forward to uh, but i also hope that turtle rock enables uh if i do play it i probably would be on pc just um you know like i just feel like left for dead uh was is one of those games that's just not the same without modding uh, I, I i i'm hoping that Toro Rock also enables modding on uh, on this version, or on uh, on Back for Blood.
1: Yeah, but it'll probably be on the PC. Because, I, I mean, listen, I'm the type of person that right now, if you were to go into my Left for Dead 2, I'm definitely playing as Crash Bandicoot. Um, I have Spider-Man also on my team. And I can't remember who the other two characters were, but it doesn't even matter, because I have Crash Bandicoot and fucking Spider-Man. Um... But yeah, I'm I'm imagining that they're going to have modding, you know. But the thing is also, um, it's running on a new engine. It's probably not going to be as easy to mod as, like, you know, the source engine is.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and here's the thing. I know that we're getting more battlefield gameplay at uh Microsoft conference which also leads me to, to suspect that they probably are going to have some sort of a uh, exclusivity deal um and especially if with uh, PlayStation having call of duty uh now if, if if Xbox has battlefield for like you know some exclusive limited edition thing or whatever some content um this, this will probably be massive uh, it'll be also it also be nice to have um like competition uh, in the In the first-person shooter genre uh, market, because you know it's pretty much just been Warzone for what, like the past year or so that you know most people are playing. But it's you know Call of Duty; they they have the Call of Duty name attached to it. um,
1: Yeah. Well, as well, Warzone is not only cross-platform and cross-play, but like. Well, yeah, it's cross-play and cross-platform, so it's, like, not only can you play with your friends on other consoles, but if you decide at any point in time that you want to just hop on, like, your PS5 from PC, you can bring right. all of your stuff over to it, you know? Right. If Arnav starts playing Warzone on PS4, the moment he gets a newer console, or if he just decides to download it on PC, it's, like, all that stuff just carries over for him, you Right. Know? Yeah, and it's like that's that's a big deal because there's not a lot of games that do that. That's like the only reason that I don't play like Apex Legends or Overwatch on more consoles because I have right. all my stuff for those games on PlayStation. You know, mm-hmm. I can't bring it over.
2: I'm Warzone because I downloaded it for the first time yesterday, so I'm excited huh. to get into it.
3: Yeah, things. See,
0: it's geez, it's yeah, crazy I, that that. You haven't played Warzone yet. It's
2: I mean,
1: is it really that crazy? Let's face
2: a little it,
0: bit.
1: For, I mean, I'm it's a free download, so kind of. Yeah.
2: No, well, the thing is, I'm I'm more of a. I, I prefer games with narrative or that are more kind of grounded in this, with a story. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of multiplayer games. Uh, but things have just been so insane lately. And I'm like, look, I just want to mess shit up,
1: man. I just want to, like, go ham. Listen, so...
2: Within within the confines
1: of a video game. So in the near future, I say that we have a Landport play session and possibly stream of the Landport plays Warzone. Absolutely. Just so that you truly understand what it's like. Because you you really (laughs) haven't played Warzone unless you played with a team of your you know, friends. Yeah. It's just well,
3: playing I'd,
2: so Fortnite so really and Apex Legends. I was never no. huge on them. I was never huge on them, but um the the thing about multiplayer games, and that's why I'm so disappointed with how a lot of people have abandoned couch co op games. Um is or a lot of developers have abandoned developing couch co-op games, is because the thing with multiplayer is where it has to, it's it's only, at least it's only fun for me. When, uh, it's more about, like, spending time with your friends and playing those games, right? Uh,
3: like, I have very fond memories of and Clank Deadlocked, right? Um, it's, uh, it's, or, you know, that's why a way out, okay game, but
2: fun, because uh, my roommate, my college roommate and I, we just, uh, just do stupid things all the time. There was a, you got like
1: It Takes Two then, because It
2: Takes Two is like, yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to play that for a while, and I can't wait to play it.
0: I've actually heard it. good, good things about it too. Yeah, it's got, um,
2: it's got good reviews. hmm
0: Um, as far, I mean, well, first of all, yes to the Landport having a, a Warzone sesh. Uh, It's confirmed so, guys Yeah it, it's yeah,
1: happening well, well, That's confirmed You heard it here first
3: <laughs> uh, Subscribers
0: play free Or play with us
2: Subscribers play free, play what, free. what What? Uh, what, what, uh, what are, are, are we charging some sort of
0: entry You know I listen I My mind <laughs> uh, uh, Subscribers have to pay an entry fee To play with us
2: that entry 3 is that entry fee is uh, happiness and community and all oh, like rainbows and sunshine and sour
1: candy please send me sour candy listen let's eh. let's you know <laughs> let's get subscribers first okay we we get subscribers and then we focus on how to charge them for our services afterward hi mom and dad please send me sour candy
0: oh boy <laughs> <laughs> well, but no i mean so and here's the thing um it'll be very interesting to see what microsoft has up their sleeve because with the recent acquisitions that they you know bethesda uh they have undead labs for state of decay you know playground games for the next fable and uh um and uh forza um which I mean, I'm also very much looking forward to uh, Forza Horizon um, Five if they do announce it. Um, please, Microsoft, please bless us. Um, but as far as you know, their their main title, they're looking forward to, that they're looking for you know this winter uh, Halo. Um, what like what do you what do you, do, you guys, do you guys think anything has changed in in um, in terms of like what we've seen between last year and this year um
2: in terms of what in terms of halo
0: yeah like how much how much work do you think they uh could have put into it because i mean here's the thing it the it didn't look fantastic but it also didn't look bad either
2: did they show um, it? i can't remember if they showed it did they show, was, it wasn't alpha footage right
0: um or was it I am actually not sure. Is uh, uh, my thing about
2: it Halo, will definitely right? have improved. They will definitely have had to improve the graphics
1: because they realized that hey, uh, we probably dropped the ball a bit. Oh, you mean when they showed Craig? Yeah, yeah. the infamous Craig. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about Halo, right? Halo, but also, you know, shout
0: outs shout out to our Craig, uh, our little recording bot. Thank you very much. Oh Craig.
1: yes, our our Craig is great. Otherwise known as Isaac from the division, um, but Craig, and nice fucking um, Halo Infinite, right? Looks, or to me at least, it looked much better when it was in the cutscene than it did in the actual game. Um, yeah, which is weird to me because. For the most part, nowadays, you know, the, the cut from gameplay to, like, cutscene, and, you know, it, it's usually seamless, you know. Especially, I've heard with Ratchet and Clank, there's parts where it's like, you you just don't realize when, like, a cutscene is ending, and you're able to play, because it just looks that good in both. Yeah, um, it's like
2: in God of War when you just trying Yeah, to just- exactly.
1: But but also God of War was one seamless camera shot, you know, aside from you dying and respawning, there's not a point where a camera cuts in or out of cutscenes, you know? It's just Yeah. always one or the other. Um but honestly, it's just they they can do much better with Halo, you know. I'm I'm hoping graphically that uh I'm hoping graphically that they're going to uh or that they have changed a lot, but you know, we just we're just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah, you know, we got yeah. listen. We got a lot to talk about, you know, and um, we got uh, a lot we... coming up in these next few days. So, oh, it, yeah, you know, we we still we're still gonna have a lot to talk about.
0: We've talked we about still... a
1: lot already today.
0: And honestly, today was just the start of E three or Summer Games Fest slash E three. Um, yeah, Jeff, we still have a whole. Yeah.
2: Jeff Keely is gonna have you for that. He's like, it's not a start of E
0: three. Start of the summer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff Keely, please come after me, please. Um, but uh, no, I mean,
2: Keely. Our lawyers are advising us otherwise. Yeah. Uh,
0: Listen, the non-existent lawyers. lawyers. Um. <laughs> just yeah, don't worry about it. Uh. So I mean, we still have a whole E three ahead of us. Yeah. Um I mean is there like is there anything else you guys wanted to see or um like anything else you guys are hoping for?
1: Honestly, I'm just going to I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it pretty light for right now. Um out of Microsoft, all I expect or all I wanna see is Fable. You know, it's like we're probably gonna see Halo, you know, but I've already seen Halo. All I've seen was a teaser trailer to Fable, and it's like, I just want to see how it runs in engine, on the Forza engine, because, you know, that's gonna mean that Fable's gonna have much more real, like, more realism to their graphical style. You know, and Fable's never been a game of realism, so it's like, to keep that comedy element, and you know, the what makes Fable, Fable, but have it actually graphically look like stunning is just very exciting to me um as far as from let's say ubisoft you know i i I want splinter cell i think we all want splinter cell but we all know ubisoft does not like to actually make their fans happy so we're probably not gonna get splinter cell um We're definitely going to see a little more of Far Cry 6. You know, I'm a little nervous about it, uh, but I I have my own nitpicks. You know, even though Far Cry is my favorite shooter franchise, um, I'm hoping Listen that Gearbox it. is probably going to show a little more about you know Wonder- Wonder about Wonderland. So
0: yeah, know, absolutely. They
1: also have another game that they're working on, so yeah. it's like, also exciting.
0: You know, that there's just Marvel X fun gaming. Yeah, yeah there. I mean, a lot to be excited about. Oof. Uh, and it's like after the past year, I think like it's it's so nice. Like first of all, it was just so nice having or just like watching Jeff Keeley, even if it was like on on an empty stage. Um, but just you know, doing like a actual in person event back at uh, like back, um, in on a stage, like just presenting something was was fantastic rather than than having it digital. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure whether you know, because I, I know e three e three this year is completely digital. I'm not sure whether you know all the other uh, uh, companies will follow suit, but here's hoping. Um, as as long as far like for me, as long as Far Cry six, like the gameplay, as long as the gameplay delivers, um, hopefully. Super. We all
1: we, we, we Far Cry is a great shooter. You yeah, know? it's it's story elements mainly that I'm worried about.
0: Yeah. I'm also hoping i mean like there's also starfield
2: um, I thought starfield was um i thought they i thought Jason Shire reported starfield as uh, not gonna be or it might not have been not gonna be at e three but that there was some issues with starfield development.
0: Well, we'll have to see. I mean, now that the next gen of consoles is actually here and it's the first year that we actually get um you know uh games like developed for the system um and announced like what's what's gonna be you know uh what's been coming what's gonna be coming out for the next year. Um
2: Oh sorry, that was whether it was done or not. My
0: bad.
2: Yeah. Uh confirmed that it was nowhere near done.
0: Uh um
2: at, it, will be, it will be as at e3 as planned i apologize yeah
0: uh, let's hope let's hope um I, I hope we get like a gameplay deep dive or something um but yeah it, it's nice to see games that games are are back um and you know in in like in full bloom pretty much um like the gears are winding uh, studios are you know uh, are very much alive and, and working um so I mean this has been a pretty eventful conversation guys. Um as always, thank you for to everyone for listening. Um do you guys have any other uh, further uh, further comments?
2: We'll try not to revert back into development help.
0: Uh, yeah, let's let's hope not. Yeah,
3: good um, yeah. to be back.
1: No, definitely just, is. I'm I'm excited for the future.
0: That's it. Uh, I'm excited for I'm excited for this E3, um, and uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I've been your host, Danny.
2: I've been Arnold. and
1: I will be Gino.
0: <laughs> See you all later.
3: Why
1: you guys are saying you have been as, uh, as, as if you listen, will not be anymore?
0: Uh, listen, uh, different so, persona no, for I'm, a different day.
1: Yeah, I'm reverting uh, back to my name, uh,
2: <clears throat> Greg. My name's Greg.
0: Yeah. Oh. I'm uh, I'm David. Like the Hasselhoff? Uh, minus the Hasselhoff. Alright,
1: and I'm Jerome and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
3: Later.